You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? This is Positive Anger yet again. Here we are, number 24. Uh, thank you for listening. It's myself, Sir Nathan McIntosh, uniting me today with uh, the man uh, sitting to my left, as always, but sometimes not, John Fatigate, a.k.a. John Tired, John Dirty, John John the Don, John John the Teflon John, John John and the E Street Band, Lady John, Gaga John, whoa, ladies, it's John, and Dr. Daddy... John Fatigate. Hey, dude. Hey, man. How you doing? We're all in a good mood today. We've had several different kinds of moods on this show. This yeah. is maybe uh, the good mood episode. This could be the good mood episode, Everyone's man. feeling good. Woo! Yeah. We're all having a great time. Yeah, I. Uh, we've had a bad mood episode for sure. Remember that one? Remember that the big great. fight? That was great. Uh, I'd that say was, it's a high-octane episode. That really. was like uh, days of our lives. Yeah. Like sand through the hourglass. I love it. Letting people in to see, uh, you know, opening the curtain. Yeah, you were Stefano Demera. Okay. I was Bo Black, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> did you ever watch? Do you know what I'm talking about? No idea. Oh, God. You didn't have a single mother? Uh, Come on, John. Well, she was single for a little bit, and then my new dad swept in. Oh, hello. Lay out. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, Lady Fatigate. Uh, you will not be watching General Hospital anymore. You will be riding this dick. <laughs> That's not how any man would ever walk into a house. Uh, and you don't want to talk about your mother like that? Well, whatever. Whoa. She's not listening. She doesn't even know what I do for a living. No. <laughs> It's hard to explain this whole thing to people. They're like, I what get the you. fuck? Podcast, you, media, what is that? Yeah, all you can really do is say, I live a dream. That's yeah. really all you can do. There is, It's not a job. Yeah. It's a fucking, it's an up and down human battle all day. We're, we're definitely living that dream. Uh, Whose dream? Which dream? Where's well, the dream? Who I guess, had it? Is it a combined dream? Who had the dream? Can you be in my dreams? I want to be. That's like a Nightmare on Elm Street now. <laughs> can you be in my dreams? Nathan's just in everyone's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get you to be the thing you're supposed to be. I come into your dream and do stand-up, and you're like, no, stop. You have to fight me. Stop me. From... So, uh, anybody in from out of town? Like, leave me alone. I'm sleeping. That'd be a weird fucking movie. That'd be a funny movie, though. Paying two drink minimums in your dreams? Oh, That's man. terrible. Nightmare in, in two drink minimum. And a comedian just comes up in every one of your dreams and does jokes about you and your family. Where are you from? You know where I'm from. You were here last night. You're here today. All right, fuck, tough crowd, huh? Were you sleeping? Um, one time, this is a stupid thing, I'm going to say it. Years ago, I used to work at Starbucks. A guy came in, and he wanted five espresso shots. And I go, dude, what do you, live on Elm Street? He didn't get the joke. <laughs> the, the guy behind him died. Loved it. And he came up to me, he goes, dude, that Elm Street joke? Killer, man. And I was like, thank you. I'm doing it for you. You know what I mean? This other guy, he was like 16 and no idea what the fuck I was talking about. I think I was 16 at the time, too. That's um, actually pretty funny. You know how fucking funny that That's is? Really come on. Funny. Come on. If I had the air horn geared up. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. If what you work you at Starbucks, can they use it if people that work at Starbucks? Please. Anybody who. Here's my other uh, uh, gems. When somebody said they wanted an Earl Grey tea, I'm like, you want a James Earl Grey Jones? <laughs> Bam! People. Some people loved it. Some people just hated it. <laughs> Um, I also used to say, <laughs> I used to when somebody said they wanted a, a a a white chocolate mocha, I was like, this guy wants a white power mocha. <laughs> and if, for a while, I was just like, you know, I'd like throwing the word power in there. But then I was like, wait a minute, I'm like, 
saying this guy's a fucking cyclops like, whoa, or don't say that too loud, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're screaming it in a place of business. <laughs> was this the Starbucks in Harlem or was it... So funny. I used to know it was Canada? a Starbucks. Can, can, I love that. Harlem or Canada. Those are the two options. <laughs> this is the two polar opposites. <laughs> yes. It was downtown Canada, the middle of... Da- I used to work at the one in Halifax, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Anybody that cares or knows, uh, there was one of the chapters that I used to work at. And in Toronto, I used to work at the one in Queen and John right at the corner across from Much Music. Um, so yeah, those are the two I used to work at. And that was a good time, man. Me and a friend of mine, we used to hug customers that came in. We used to high five people. Dude, it's a good time having a job that you don't really care about. Like I miss the days. I was a bartender in New York for a long time when I was trying yep. to figure my shit out. Yep. And there's nothing better than going into a job like that that you don't have to really think. I mean, you're just there. You're having a good time when you leave. You don't think about it. That's yep. a great, a great, you know. Have you have you ever walked out of a job? Oh, a bunch of times. Walking out of a job. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Walking. I one day when I when I when, hopefully when I get on in some sort of position of like I'm really making money or whatever. I would love to get another job just to walk out of it. It's the best feeling. Oh, that's a great idea. Ever. Oh, I'm doing. I can't just get wait. hired at places just I, to quit in a crazy way. I can't wait to Set walk out of my McDonald's maybe. shift or my fucking. Do you know what I mean? Uh, my uh, my second cup or leave Nathan's hot dogs. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. It's the most fun. Dude, I've had sex. The, the, the amount of time, and I mean, some of this stuff is just crazy great, but I mean, walking out of jobs are some of the best days of my life. Some of the best day. You know what? Walking out of a job, if I would have had sex right after, the sex would have ruined it. It would have ruined the feeling. Walking out of a job, <laughs> looking at a manager's face when they're like, you can't leave. And you're like, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I, threw my, I threw my apron in a lady's face once that owned the place. <laughs> then grabbed shit off the shelves as I was walking out to be like, fuck you, what fuck you. What was this job? It was like at some, uh, it was like, a, I, it was in Connecticut. Okay. I, I went to high school. Yeah. It was like, a, it was kind of like a deli market, like one of those real like fucking, you know, high, high nosed kind of places. Everything's expensive, White but they have people. all these like really nice products on the shelves you could buy as well. My girlfriend came in to visit me and she was like, don't ever let her come in here again. You oh, can't have visitors yeah. here. And I was like, you know what? Took the apron off. Fuck you, bitch. Threw it in her face. Mm-hmm. And they just started grabbing shit off the shelves. I was like, I'm taking this, this. Oh, my girlfriend likes this shampoo. I grabbed that. This is for her. And I walked out, slammed the door. She was so shocked. You couldn't believe Dude, it. Dude, and let me ask you this. Is that not one of the top 10 best days of your life? I don't remember a lot of shit in my life. I remember that very That's well. That's what I'm saying. I walked out of a call center. Oh, my God. I walked out of, uh, of uh, uh, Future Shop, which is owned by Best Buy. It's in Canada. Same type of deal. Um, I left that. Oh God! Walking out of a job. Yeah. Walked out of a Boston pizza. Oh yeah. Buddy, walked out of a uh, uh, um a, a grocery store. I've done a, a bunch of them. Buddy, I'm a, this is what I do. Is it usually a dispute with the management, or is it just like a fuck this? I'm over it. You know, a couple times when I was a kid, it was just yo, I'm gonna be a comedian. Fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> and I walked out. Uh, one, the grocery store was that there was two, the guy in the morning didn't move any of the carts. So when I got there, every cart was in the corrals and I just went, I'm not doing it. I had brought liquor to work. I used to drink a ton. So I had brought these little, <laughs> I had bought a bottle of liquor to work because after work I was going to get drunk. And also I was going to drink in the corrals. So I don't give Hell a fuck. Yeah. So I looked out there and I was like, I'm out of here. And the woman's like, you can't leave. I'm like, I'm out. Dun, 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 I never dun, understood bam. the people who leave without telling anyone. They're just like, they just leave. I know. that You lost the biggest payoff there is is the or, satisfaction of seeing your manager while you're giving him the finger <laughs> or and just not backwards. showing up. I've never understood that I one either. Don't get that he at all. He just didn't show up 
because then all they do is talk about you like you're a dick. You don't get the big freedom moment. Yeah. You're like a, you're like a, when you walk out of a job, you're like fucking Shamu at SeaWorld and yeah. you finally jump out of the case. Oh. You're back in the ocean, baby. They can't put that ball on your nose. Oh, man. One time I, I didn't have the satisfaction of walking out. I had to call it in, but I had no other cha- no other option. Mm-hmm. This manager that, hey, it was my first restaurant job in New York City, which is a hard thing to get, but. I was at a party that was just too fucking good, a 4th of July party, yep. and I called, oh, and yeah. I specifically <laughs> asked for the manager that I hate. I could have asked for it. The other manager picked up. I said, can I please speak to Mike? Mike picks up. He could hear the fireworks in the background. I was like, fuck you. I'm not coming in tonight. Go fuck yourself. I'm out. <laughs> he was like, I can't believe you're doing this. Oh, I love and it. You just hear fireworks. Do, 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 do. I, I love, you know what I like too is when, because uh, a manager, not, obviously I've had a lot of great managers. Sometimes you you work with managers though that are kind of dicks. Oh, but then yeah. the minute you go, I'm out of here, they go, well, wait, wait, wait. Maybe yep. we can figure it out. You can't do this. You can't do this. So true. Well, I'm out of here. So true. I'm walking right through that glass if I, I could, like Steve Austin. And it's extra satisfying if you know they had to cover your shit for you. Oh, yeah. But you know what's crazy? They can always find a guy. Grab a guy in the store. He'll do it. Yeah. You know, a, a regular Joe job. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about what the fuck we're going to be. So today, um, uh, supposed to be here last week. Couldn't make it. So now he's rescheduled. Uh, Mr. Louis J. Gomez is going to be on. Uh, real ass dude. He's got a podcast on his network. We're going to have him on. Talk to him. And before that, I mean, you know, ah, fuck. We've all, everybody's been talking about the last couple days. Um, Robin Williams. Uh, passing away, yeah. dying. Um, you know, I don't know really what to say too much. I feel that something should be there said. There goes our good mood, by the way. Oh, totally gone. But we're yeah. going to bring it back up. Okay. But um, I don't know about you, man. Just being in my life, that man has been famous the entire time. He, mm-hmm. There's never not been a time where Rob Williams has not been a monstrous, huge name in on in my planet. Yeah, me too. I uh, started as a Mork and Mindy fan. That was the first thing I knew him from. That was one of the first things I saw as a kid, a rerun, and I, I uh, there was a joke about Superman that I thought was hilarious. Um, just I, I, I wrote about it the other day, but I'll just tell you because I thought it was funny. He he was reading about Superman, uh, Mork was, and um, he he was like he could jump over tall buildings. These, these aren't powers. So then he started to write him a letter, um, and Mindy came in at the time, and she goes. She goes, uh, Mork, where are you going to mail that letter? And he goes, Metropolis. That killed me as a kid. I was just like, that's hilarious. He's sending a letter to a fake city. Yeah. Um, you know, movie upon movie, um, stand-up's great. And for me, man, uh, the other day I-, I was sitting down to write and somebody messaged me about that and I got really fucking sad. I just yeah. think it's like a um, horrible, horrible thing. I-, I just, um, I couldn't, you know, really stop thinking about how... In terms of uh, comedy in general, how much stuff we value, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We 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 at this level, like me and other comedians at this sort of level, would go, man, if only I had what Robin Williams had, I would be happy. And that really fucking shook me, you yeah. know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, a man who has what he had um obviously had other demons of his own but you know we we at this level kind of go man if i was in this movie or if i had this if i was famous i would be happy i know it's and always that it, when i get to this i'll be happy i, I think that's the that, thing a lot yeah. of people fall into man yep. you can't today is when you have to be today happy today is when you need to be happy because clearly um and this has been shown this gets shown to us every once in a while those the the material things or the 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 perceived um you know money and fame are not the things that make people the happiest the happiness sort of has to come from 
inside. It's mm-hmm. not the outside. And I mean, dude, literally on Monday, that shook me to my fucking... Because I started thinking, look at all the fucking garbage I worry about. Look at all the stupidness I try to go, ah, oh, well, I'm not this, or I'm not doing this. And you're just beating yourself up and giving yourself away every fucking day. Because that'll never go away. You'll always reach new benchmarks and then be like, why can't I have this next benchmark? 100%. You're you know? never going to be... You're never going to be Michael Jackson. And even Michael Jackson had had fucking points in time where it was like, yes. oh, I need to do this, this, exactly. and this. And you should always strive to be the best and better, but you shouldn't like, you, but you should enjoy where you are. And, yeah. you know, because cause we, we, all, we all have a lot to be happy about. I mean, to, at yeah. least in America, we're really lucky. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I was just very upset uh, yeah, man. that night. And I, I was, was just kind of like, you know, I I, I, I I decided Tuesday I'm going to be fucking a decent human being to myself. I, I didn't beat myself up. I didn't get up and go, well, fuck, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I just went, you know, just live, man. Live the way I was before I started in this racket. And, um, you know, I had a much better time. It just, I don't know. As stupid as it sounds, it's one of those uh, kind of marks where you just go, fuck, man. A-list fucking dude can can be that sad and depressed um that ain't the answer then you know there, there, there's other yeah you gotta you gotta fix the inside i feel like it's always particularly sad when a comedian dies you know like a, like a, a president dies we like put the the, the flag at half mast or whatever mm-hmm. but like a fucking comic i feel like i had a really shitty day yesterday and i came into the studio and watched a recording of race wars which is one of our other podcasts and mm-hmm. i was kind of in a shitty mood before that Laughed my ass off, completely did a 180 in the way I felt from that point forward in the day. And that's like what comics do for us. So to lose one of them is a particularly awful thing, I feel, you know? I'm with you, and especially, I honestly, you know, celebrity news and stuff never really affects me that much. But no. for whatever reason, reason man, fuck, there, there, there's... For for a man who gave so much uh, entertainment and happiness to millions and millions of people to be that sort of sad and alone to do what he did, I'm just like, fuck, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that fucking hurts. And the guy excelled at everything. Dude. Actor, he, he was an amazing actor. He's a fucking hero. Yeah. The, 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 you know what I mean? It, it, I don't know. It just, it's sad as fucking. It's, yeah. it's sad as hell. So, I don't know. The last couple of days I've been trying to, and I think a lot of people have actually, in the community... And people I've talked to, I don't know, man. It's one of those things you just go, we got to figure out what's going on inside and and try to be happy because no amount of money or cars or whatever is the answer to this whole goddamn thing. Totally. So it's almost been, I mean, you know, super fucking sad thing. And people, though, seem to be looking at it as, um, you know, trying to find the light in it as well. Yeah. You know? Um um, as dumb as it sounds, man, I think, um, uh, you know, I think I'm going to, cause I, I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit and then bring Lewis on. I, I, um, I don't want to talk about that and then just go into a rant. Yeah. Uh, I feel that's sort of weird. So that one, um, section there will be sort of, um, us talking about, uh, you know, I don't know. Can you say tribute? I mean, is that even a word? I mean, that four minutes was us talking about. Rob Williams, I feel very strange to then go into some rant about fucking toothpicks or whatever the hell I was going to scream about. So, (laughs) um, and it was going to be toothpicks. I had the best five minutes on toothpicks. Let's save that for uh, next episode. (laughs) Imagine. These fucking toothpicks. I mean, they come in these goddamn... (laughs) 
cases and you're like why the fuck does it have to <laughs> i have a big gap in my teeth so i don't know what it's i don't get that thrill, <laughs> and what about man? the people with gaps in their teeth they can't fucking <laughs> use them too. can't you get a bigger I need a toothpick bigger. um like a like a cotton swab just a stick uh so anyways um yeah we're gonna forego the jazz rant today um and uh take a quick break here and bring on sir lewis j gomez All right, we are back. That was a uh, 12 and a half year break. I mean, we, we, we these keep just getting I longer. I you said you weren't going to do that anymore. Oh, God, and then I did it because I <laughs> forgot. We have this stupid thing where every time we take a break because I do these jazz rants and stuff, uh, every, every time I come back, I'm like, yo, we just took a fucking 40-year break. And yeah, but you know what, dude? I like centuries. The fans like when you pull aside the, uh, the curtain a little bit and you yeah. let them inside. That's why podcasts, are so popular because it's like people love comedy and people love the bits, but they love when you go behind the bits. They love what's going on. And the and the most popular podcast episodes I've ever done are when something goes wrong. There's a technical issue. We fight about it. Yeah. Well, remember the real. one? Yeah. Uh, remember the one we did? Uh, the one? The time I was on uh, 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 Bobby Kelly's podcast. You know what, dude? And yeah, you know, you know what, what, dude? And the fucking uh, <laughs> and the fucking whole power grid shut the fuck down. Yeah. Remember that? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, everything. Well, uh, if you're recording for four straight hours, shit like. That'll happen. And I think Bobby was saying it was because of Chris. I don't know if it was because of Chris. Uh, he said Chris kicked something, maybe. But anyways, the whole fucking thing <laughs> shut down, anyways, and then it had to come back up. And I think that was a cool thing where it was just you know, yeah, just, this can happen. That that's the thing, dude. People can you know, we're in a social media obsessed generation. We're in a generation of people that can reach out and touch you through social media and through Twitter, through YouTube, or whatever it is. You have this genuine almost like back and forth uh, relationship with your fans now. So I think them seeing that and, not, and it not being overproduced and, and you know, we're not pretending that everything is perfect. I think that's what people appreciate about it. Absolutely. Um, this is, uh, as I said before, this is Louis J. Gomez, uh, host of a real ass podcast and he's a real ass dude. I am a real ass dude. Uh, thank you very much for bringing me on your show. Thank you very much for putting my commercial in your podcast three weeks ago. It was a well-produced commercial, I gotta say. Yeah, it was pretty decent, right? It was right? really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put it in. Uh, yeah, you were supposed to come in last week, um, and then you couldn't, and then there we go. I just I just looked like a man who was like, I love Lewis. <laughs> I need to play his commercials. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, no, that's a very <laughs> real ass thing for you to do. And I, you know, actually almost every podcast on the network, you know, they opened themselves up and said, hey, dude, we would love to do hey, that Hey, man, well, you, you know what this is? It's a real ass network, dude. This I love real the real ass thing, by the way. Did you, where did you come up with that? I was on uh, my one of my other podcasts because I am on four weekly podcasts. Yeah, Hammer Fisting. What are the Hammer Fisting, YKWD, Legion of Skanks, and now the Real Ass Podcast yes, at yes, SenateNewYorkLabs.com. Yes. Fuck ton of podcasts, dude. Uh, yeah, it is. But they're all, look, they're all very totally high quality. Totally different, too. They're all very, very different. And, uh, you know, I, I think YKWD and Legion of Skanks are probably the most similar but they are they are even super super different. Why can't we do is pure ball busting? Yeah, yeah. Different pace too in Legion of Skanks. Yeah. you know, oh, totally 100%. different pace. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. But I was on Hammer Fisting, and one of my co-hosts, I just had said something, and then he had said he was like, "That's because you're a real ass dude." And then it, that just literally just tickled something in my brain. And yeah. I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> and then fucking for the next three episodes in a row, I just couldn't stop. And now it's become that's a phenomenon. Great. No, that's really a phenomenon. <laughs> uh, that is great, though, man. Everybody needs some sort of, like, hook. You know what I mean? You know something. Funny? It's an old school thing. Um, you know, you read the old Judy Carter books about yep, comedy. Yep, yep, and yep. they're like, oh, you want a catchphrase. You want to get her done. You want one of these things. You kind of don't. You don't because it's cheesy. Um, I 
am making fun of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have just one moniker. I yeah, have the Puerto Rican rattlesnake. Puerto Rican is rattlesnake. A great fucking example. Of and that. I, I buy all the domain names too. So you can go to Puerto Rican Rattlesnake.com, RealizeDude.com, <laughs> KellyFestucaSucks.com. Uh, you can go to. Uh, I, I didn't know there was a KellyFestucaSucks.com. Yeah, go there. that's a real thing. You it's bought a, that? Yeah, oh yeah. Hilarious. And I backlink them to my website. Did but you put the website up though yet? No, well, it's all goes to GomezComedy.com. Oh, okay. It's all funneling to you. Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck is on KellyFestucaSucks.com? We can just make that into a website if you want. And there is a lot of content out there proving that KellyFestucaSucks. People Fistuka probably sucks, eat that so. shit up, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So, I yes, I am doing it. And yes, because some of my friends give me shit about it. But I'm more or less kind of making fun of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I love it. But I love it. And my fans eat it up. I call my fans the Gomites. Mm-hmm. And, it, dude, it's stupid. Yeah. But I love stupid and if you're not yeah. having fun, we're, fun. We're, we are comics dude i you know i wore and we're going to talk about this last night we went we did this comics to watch showcase and i'm wearing shorts and sam morell was hanging out with him for a couple hours before we went to the the showcase he yeah, hosted yeah. it and he's like he's like oh dude you're gonna wear shorts and i'm like dude i'm done i'm just done being the dude that is overly concerned with those silly rules dude i was saying this last week because i went to the show just to check it out last week, and I was wearing shorts like I am right now, and yeah. I went in, and somebody goes, "You're on this show, and you're wearing shorts." I go, "You know, somebody's gonna go up there and do a rape joke, and shorts are the fucking." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? like, why? Why did comedians? I did both, by the way. Hilarious. <laughs> why did comedians decide shorts are the worst thing you can possibly do? It's these these old rules. I don't wear shorts on stage, but what the fuck, dude? Man? Here's the thing. I think Jerry Seinfeld. I think it was actually Seinfeld. I don't know. Uh, somebody said it, but somebody famous said it one time. You're not supposed to wear shorts on stage. You have to wear pants or, or, or jeans. And then everybody... Jeans, I'm sure people fucking hate too. Old school guys probably look at a guy in jeans and go, what is this guy, a hobo wearing Once again, jeans? we are part of this generation of comedians where people want to reach out and touch us. People, we have a relationship and they like it being real, dude. The real world hit a long time ago and that kind of changed everything. The whole reality TV thing has now funneled into social media and, and it's funneled into kind of... Me and Emma Wilman were talking about this on my podcast, but the idea of breaking down the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like now it's like... Like, it's so weird, man. We are so attainable and accessible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? So, no, dude. I think more importantly, being real, being true to yourself, being comfortable, being somebody that is a leader to your fans, because that's what I think having fans are. You're a leader to your fans. They have mm-hmm. to look at you and say, hey, dude, fucking lead me into the fucking darkness or the light or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think me wearing jeans because Nate Bargatze one time five years ago gave me shit about wearing shorts and I got in my head about it. Yeah. That's not what a leader does. A leader says, fuck it. I'm just going to wear what I want to wear. Yeah. I remember a couple years ago, and I mean, it's not directly the same thing, but being a white dude, I walked into a a place and. uh, No, no, no. Being the whitest dude. Being the whitest dude, which is my new moniker, Nathan, the whitest dude, Macintosh. (laughs) Yes. The whitest dude t shirts. Um, I, um, I went into a room and I was wearing a plaid shirt and I looked around and every white man was wearing a plaid shirt and I just made the decision there. Never again. I threw all of them out and I will not buy them. I won't look at them. I can't do it. I can't do it because there's just too much of that. You've got a real issue with plaid shirts though. I think it's Fuck deeper than that. Fuck a plaid shirt, Did your bro. real father wear a plaid Fuck shirt? Fuck a plaid shirt. Beat me in them every <laughs> single day. On his way out of the house, he uppercutted me through our fucking pantry window. We didn't have a pantry. Um, wearing a plaid shirt. No, they're just, just, he was I, like, Nathan, read this tag really closer. <laughs> closer. Yeah, just sucked yeah. you right through the shirt. No, I, I, I told you on this. The first, the I've only met my dad one time. Yeah. I only met him one time, and I'll never forget that day ever in my goddamn life. He asked me if I wanted to play fifty-two card pickup, which is insanity. And then he told me a joke. <laughs> he told me a joke. He goes, "Why did the orange stop in the middle of the road? Because it ran out of juice." 
I laughed, but I was five. I'll never forget that day in wow. my whole life. Never Maybe it was just some it. prankster that tricked you into thinking he was your dad. Yeah, okay. Well, now you got to believe that a prankster came to my door, tricked my mom <laughs> into going, let me say I'm his dad, and then let him in, and then he did a joke. Oh, but that's all right. plaid shirts, no. I just feel, I've said it a million times, every fucking white man on the planet is wearing a goddamn uniform with their shitty beard and their goddamn plaid yeah. shirts. Pick it up. Try to be something different. Be you, for fuck's sake. So mm. I just went, never again. I'm not doing it. And then, you know what I mean? And I take yeah, shit every com- once in a while. I, I think in comedy, there's just too many... The people figure out the formula and yes. then they try to emulate it. Yes. You know, and, and whether it's style on stage, the way you tell the, tell the jokes or, or the way you dress or the way you kind of present yourself, I kind of stopped overthinking that. Good. Uh, maybe two years ago, I was like, I was like, dude, I'm just fucking, I just don't care anymore. It was, I was probably because I was pretty close to quitting comedy. It was right before I was going to move to L.A. And I was like, I oh, just I that. don't fucking care anymore. It's a, when you stop caring, and I, I'm, I'm trying to do it every once in a while. I don't know if you fall down with it. Every once in a while, I'm there for like a month, two months. And then I'll fall down, but then you come back into it. Um, but I'm with you. Once you stop caring, that's also when you start doing your best stuff, I feel, as well. Mm. Even if it's the same stuff, you're being your best you, which then makes exactly. people gravitate towards you. Well, yeah, the side effect of doing that is you become you and create yes. your own style, you know, which yeah. is what yes. you, you've done now. Because you're scared. You're scared to I mean when we first kind of start you're scared to be you because and then you start being uh you know what fucked me up when I first got to this city was that there's so many slow talking white dudes and I'm a fast talking white dude and I just kind of went all right I'm doing it wrong I've got to fucking slow down no, what are you talking about you are completely different than everybody but that scared the fuck you, out of me when I first you, got here and you legitimately are one of the most unique acts in New York you know what I'm I saying tried, well I just try to be me I mean it's all horseshit but it's hilarious. very unique nobody else is doing that horseshit <laughs> um, no you're fucking great dude I appreciate you <laughs> and by the way you opened up that crowd last night <laughs> they, yeah, they ended up being real fun, but, but yeah, I mean, they were a good crowd. They were really cool, yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's uh, dude. I, look, man, I, I think that yeah, I, I was in L.A. Um, right before my first Montreal audition, and um, I was how many years about, this ago? Then, no, I'm sorry, my first audition this year, like my gotcha, uh, okay, th- okay. this past year. Yep. And I was talking to Nate, and he was like, "Yeah, dude, you're not going to get it." Um, Nate Bargetti. Yep. Um, he's like, you're not going to get it. And, I, and it was kind of shitty, but I was like, why? Well, he's like, you, you need it. You care. Like you, yes. you know, and Metzger said that years ago too. He was like, he got Montreal after he just didn't care yep. anymore. He should have been there two years before that. And, yep. and this was like, I, I really cared about Montreal this year. This was the first year that I, I thought I was actually going to get it. Didn't fucking come to fruition. But I will tell you for that last night. I didn't even know what jokes I was going to do going on stage. I I, I just I, I just could have cared less, dude. I figured so out happened? that morning. I figured out that morning sort of what I was going to do and then just forgot about it. I had so much fucking fun last night, yeah, dude, dude, on that show because I'm in the same boat as you. I did I did the, their March Madness competition. When I got to the top eight, I got into my fucking head. So my seven-minute set was too tight. It was too, like, rigid. Well, wait, wait. Tell us about the audition, though, because I don't think the Okay, last night, me, uh, myself, and, and uh, Luis J. Gomez, the Puerto Rican rattle snake the real ass dude Herbert uh, Stern of MMA radio <laughs> <laughs> we um we were on a showcase for Comedy Central called Comics to Watch so I guess Comedy Central for this month goes LA Chicago New York they have I guess it's up to fucking they 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 have like probably 200 comedians on this goddamn thing and then it's whittled down to like eight or ten or something like that so me and him are both on the showcase and I will say this I said this to somebody last night after I went to a diner myself and Lewis seem to be the only people in the green room that were having a good time yeah wow. we really were you were fucking talking about 
nothing about the show. You were talking about a fight. You were talking about how some fight got canceled. I was just, I was like, yo, guys, we're all having a good time. We're all having a good fucking time. You know what well, I mean? Well, you know what is? I just don't believe I'm going to get these things anymore. Like, I, dude, I, I'll tell you, and it may, maybe it's bitter. I don't know. Maybe it's positive anger. But it's like I genuinely like I, I'm like I'm like oh I'm not gonna be a Comedy Central's comics to watch. These people have known me for so long mm-hmm. that I'm just not, dude. I'm a tough pill to swallow. I was I said this on another show at one point as well. But like I've I've gotten like arrested a handful of times. Um, anytime I get stopped by the cops with weed, I'm the one who gets in handcuffs. Anytime I've been pulled over and got well, a ticket, you- I'm the guy who gets the. Get, they never let me off yeah. for the same reason that I think the industry doesn't bite onto me quickly is be, for the same reason cops do not let me go. They go no. Nah, Fuck this guy! Not today. Yeah. Not 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 today. Well, not on my watch. You know watch. what's interesting though? You guys have like, particularly you, you've like hedged your bets in a way. Where like you don't need the industry so much anymore because you've gone directly and created your own fan base in a That's, different way where there's no gatekeeper anymore. I agree. So you can then go to these kind of auditions and be like, if I get it, that's awesome. But if not, like I've got my fans. I've got these other things that I, I've hedged these bets. I look you know? at people like Doug Stanhope. Even Bobby Kelly is a very big inspiration for me. Bobby Kelly is a guy who the industry didn't really want to fucking bite on. He never did new faces. He's a fast talking white dude. You know, he's a, he's a guy. He never uh, he never got into the festivals. He never got into really most of the. Clubs. Most of the clubs rejected him, mm-hmm. you know, and he was really in the comedy cellar in the Boston. Um, and he told me, you know, he's told me these stories and it's kind of inspired me in a lot of ways because Bobby just said, fuck it. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get on radio. I'm going to get my fans. I'm going to be me. You know, and I'm going to fucking do my own thing. And that, and I kind of saw that and I was like, well, you know what? I don't need somebody to tell me in the industry that I'm funny. I know I'm funny. I have fans that think I'm funny. I, you know, it's just at the end of the day, I hope that's a better way. Um, but I, I, you, you nailed it on the head, getting your own fans. And I think people ignore this. They expect somebody to knight you in this industry and they say, Hey, you are now one of the guys here's fans, dude, getting fans are the, is the absolute, absolute most important thing in this business. Every fan that you have is invaluable. They're worth, I mean, over the long run in terms of recommending their friends, buying your albums, coming to see you live, buying your merchandise. Every person that you can connect with and make a genuine fan of yours is worth so much more than getting paid $2,500 to do a Comedy Central spot or whatever it is. They're the people, a a real fan or like people in the audience that then go, yo, I didn't know who you were, but now I'm in fucking love with you. They're the people that one day, it sounds crazy, but they're going to buy your house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a a, a group of those people are the people that are going to put your kids through school. This is what we do. Our only thing is to give out some sort of entertainment and hopefully people buy it. And if they do, that is what's going to get you fed, clothed, all that kind of shit. They are crazy and valuable. Anybody yeah. that's super into what it is you're doing, you got to hang on to these fucking people. I agree, man. And what you, go no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, no, no. What were you going to say? It's your show. I was going to ask you. It's everybody's show. This is, a, <laughs> this is an open market. If anybody is listening to this right now, come <laughs> down to Stand Up New York Labs. What's some fucking hobo uh, climbing? <laughs> um, uh, I was going to ask you in uh, in terms of like what do you what what is because um, I think I already know but I want to ask what do you what what is being a real ass dude to you? What is what is this uh, what does this entail? I think just being honest, dude. I, I think that's for me. Okay, wait. Can I come over the top? Can I be the honest ass dude? Yeah, yeah. You be the real ass dude over the honest you ass. You be dude? the honest. It's a much more positive way to. It is to right. It. Yeah, the yeah. honest ass dude. Don't wear that shirt. You look fat. But that, that's <laughs> honest really, ass dude. This is a black shirt. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, no, I was joking. I was but joking. I will tell I'm just you, kidding. no. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking too. You know, because my my chick. Here's what's funny, dude. Because I, you know, I do this whole thing, real ass dude thing, and I got the website, and I, I got t-shirts ordered right now. It's so stupid, but it's funny. And and I, I did. I'll I think, buy one of those t-shirts. Thank by you very much. I'll give you a t-shirt. How about that? 
she'll throw it in my face all the time. Like I'll I'll fucking say something and she'll she like, Yeah, I thought you were a real ass dude. Oh my real. god. So she like that. But it's like, no, look, dude, the whole fucking real ass dude thing, if you're actually trying to like genuinely define what that is, no, a real ass dude will fucking be wrong and admit when he's wrong. Yeah. You know, a real ass dude's gonna fucking you know, uh, you know, uh, you're like, uh, you know, I'll tell you, this is a great real ass dude moment. And it was a moment where he wasn't being honest because it isn't just being about being honest. OK, one time I don't even remember where I was, but I was at like a, like it was almost like a street fair. OK, and uh, this chick, I bumped into this chick. OK, and she was with a dude and it was like early evening, like 6 p.m. Soft ass dude, real weak ass dude. What kind of dude? This guy was a real ass dude. I'll tell real you why. OK, real ass dude. So she bumps into me. R.A.D. She, she starts pop- popping shit. OK, to me. So I'm kind of like, and you know these girls, you're like, you're like, dude, this fucking bitch is gonna get her guy into a fight right now, and she, he's just fucking there. So he's like, yo, man, you got, you got a problem, and he starts popping shit too. So we almost like start popping off to each other and squaring off. We're gonna, it's almost about a fight, and you know, she's still talking shit, and he kind of moves away from her and kind of comes into me, and he leans in, and he whispers, he's like, yo, bro, I'm gonna date with the chick the first time. She's hot. I just want to fuck her. Like, I'm not trying to fight you. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not. I'm not That's trying to. That's the best to, thing I've ever heard. I'm not. You know. And then he leaned back and he kind of like stares me down. And I was like, oh, I get it. And I was like, yeah, man, fuck you, buddy. You're not worth it. And then I walked away. But that was a real ass dude. That I get, dude. He, like, he was in a situation. He's playing dude. his cards, dude. He mm-hmm. is, you know? uh, he's and a, you're a real, real ass dude, dude. For, for respecting that. Yeah, of course, you, I get that. You, do you know, know what I'm saying? That, do you know what that is? That's, that's back in the olden days. Uh, if if this was 1830, you both would have had coats with tails on them and top hats yeah. and just shook each other's hands and been like, on your way, gentlemen. Yeah, that's it, man. That's a fucking superhero thing. I'm so, I'm, that yeah. story's great. I, I hope he fucked end. her and left her, though. I really do, man. That's not a girl you want to stick around with. I, the, the moral of this story is I hope her life is garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have got your number to be like, hey, let's hang out because yeah. I'm done after tonight. How funny would that would have been? He leaned in and goes, dude, what's your number? You're awesome. Let's play video games, dude, my friends you're a real ass dude <laughs> um i appreciate that i mean i try to i try to li- I, I mean i don't know if i would call it a real ass dude thing but i try to be uh as honest uh as possible walking the earth you know what i mean doing this thing and well, that's and- that's the whole thing if you know if you're not searching for an agenda and you're not trying to hide behind just a side which you know some podcasts on this network do um <laughs> if, if you're just not like if you're just i'm not if you're just saying i'm always going to be honest okay and always just be in the moment then at the very least, even if you're wrong, you can fucking stand behind it. You can go, yeah. all right, dude, well, I fucked up. I'm not just some fucking weak ass who's just reading what a blog is saying or yeah, whatever oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like I don't have a political agenda. I don't have a, a you know, a, I don't I don't have that, that. That stuff doesn't really drive me. You know what I'm saying? I kind of make decisions based off of what's best for my family and my career, you know, and I don't know. For me, I. That's just a, a, a much better way to live life. It's a much more honest way to live life. And you can say, fuck it, dude. I can be wrong. I can fuck up. I can do what I can do, but I can own it because this is truly me. Yeah, if you're coming, you know? from, the, if you're coming from the chest all the time, I mean, it's, it's a much easier way to walk around. Yeah, man. For sure. I actually was just at a, a diner, and the people behind me, the man, clearly like an acting coach, uh, he was talking to a girl who I guess is maybe going to take his class, and he was talking about movies, and they, they were talking about movies and blah, blah, blah. First, I, I, this is actually how I knew he was an acting coach. He goes, do you know what movie is great that you must see? Chef. With, <laughs> but this is how he said it. He goes, with Jean Favreau. 
And I went, Jesus Christ, this guy has taught so many fucking class. Jean Favreau, oh, man. tone acting, it down. Acting coaches are too over the top. But he, anyway, shit. so they started talking about um, movies they love, and it's always, you know, movies from 1940. Have you seen Jack Lemon in About a Fish or whatever the fuck it is? But um, they started talking about 12 Years a Slave, and he was like, man, 12 Years a Slave was so powerful, so great. I really think the the slave owner should have been nominated for an award. And I, th- I just thinking about it, I was like, man, honestly, the movie was not that great. It wasn't that great of a movie. I liked it, but I mean, there was it wasn't as far as movies like that go. There have been better movies about that point in time yes, than that but movie. That movie hit, and there were some visceral reactions that I had watching that movie I that didn't I didn't get, get those. from other movies. See, I didn't get dude those. that scene where you had to whip that chick. That was fucking brutal, man. I just couldn't pay attention because I was masturbating with the, and I'm mute. <laughs> so here's here's. So I put up on Twitter, I was like, yo, can we just agree that 12 Years a Slave was not that great of a movie? And the first response I got back was a guy, all caps letters, and he goes, yo, check that white male privilege, bro. Oh my God, come on. I just go, please, man, come on. I can't have an opinion, you know what I mean, about a movie because I'm not black. This doesn't make any fucking sense. I've seen a lot. I've seen Rosewood in high school. You just said you're a Roots fan. I haven't seen Roots actually, but I've seen Amistad. I've seen fuck. I've seen a lot of movies well, about fucking I, slavery. That movie was not that great. Dude, is all I I'm hate, trying to say. I hate that divisive hood rat bullshit, dude. Let me tell you something, man. I see that shit happen all the time, and I've watched comics do it on Facebook and on Twitter. It's like, yeah, man, white people shouldn't be speaking on black issues. It's like, motherfucker, we're human beings. We're speaking yeah. on human issues. Human if, issues. If a, let me tell you something, dude. I'm a Hispanic man, so I'm literally in the middle watching this happen. He you just cut John. Look at everybody. You, you cannot. White people, for the same reason that white people cannot say black people, you cannot speak on black issues. Do you know how fucking, listen to those words, how crazy and backwards that sounds. As a white person, you're saying right now, it's like, you're black, you can't speak on our issues. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Whoa. that is absurd. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, it sounds like we're in the fucking 40s. Dude. It sounds... So when a black person says, you're white, you can't speak on our issues. Dude, oh, it is, that is the most racist shit but, on earth. But, but, we're human beings. But you know, uh, the person that said that, they weren't black. A black person is going to have that conversation with me. I know that for a fact. If I walk up to black friends of mine and go, yo, 12 Year Slave wasn't that great. We can have that conversation. It was a white dude. It was a white dude well, no, that just go blanket, yo, check that privilege. Your fucking privilege. What you're you right about that, but it does happen with black people as sure, well. Sure, 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 sure. It, it does happen on, on, on both ends. But you're right about... Um, just about, just the overall about the knee-jerk reaction yeah. of the... Uh, just kind of like the liberal... Yeah. Liberals are becoming the worst, man. They're really becoming the worst out of all of them. Everyone wants to be a fucking... It's almost like they want to be a superhero to make themselves feel better. They want to like... And it's just like, I don't know, dude. You know, once again, that shit... Calling attention to all of that, I feel like it just creates so much more divisiveness. And and maybe, dude, I don't know, maybe... I don't even know if it's the right way, but dude, before social media really exploded, dude, didn't it feel like we were kind of going in a positive direction in this country? Oh, I'll tell you, man. The, the, didn't it the, feel like the racism? Like, dude, I remember years ago, we had I had an argument with a friend where I said, dude, I feel like racism is going away. Like, going in a very real you way. You mean like, like post 9-11, like that time? Because we were all kind of like united under that. I mean, are you we, talking about Attitude Era, WWE, 1998? <laughs> I'm talking about everything. Just in general, growing up, I felt like every year 
we were on, if you, you could just put it on a graph and a chart, we were going to a place where we were more at peace. We were, we loved yeah. each other more. We were moving away from racism. I felt like racism was like an older thing. And I dealt with a lot of racism in my life. And then the internet exploded and, and anonymous comments started happening. Mm -hmm. And Facebook wall started happening and you started watching, you know, little kids being fucking blown up in Israel and fucking, you know, uh, race wars down south and fucking thugs with guns on, on, uh, you know, um, what's that fucking one website? Oh, World uh, Star. Yeah, World Star. You know, it's like you, you're watching all this fucked up shit and you're like, God damn it, dude. No, we're not really in any better of a position than we were. Maybe even worse now because I feel like people were suppressing it and now... They when they when they're anonymous and they have an opportunity on YouTube to, without any repercussions. That's to, a very true, man. That's dude, it's very fucking, true. It's like people a say scary thing. It's like when you listen to the, the when you listen. I don't play, really play a lot of video games, but when you listen to what people say, we talked about this. Oh, once. dude, what I people say to each other in those dude, fucking video game things. Years ago, they I, just say the most racist, dude, awful years shit ago, ever. I was to playing Grand Theft Auto Four because it was the first Grand Theft Auto that was online, and it's like ten people on this in this game or whatever. And everybody was chirping this black dude who was in there. They were like, yo, you're probably, you probably got your kid uh, starving right now in your house while you play these video games. How much watermelon <laughs> are you eating? So I'm sitting there listening, and I go, yo, leave the fucking dude alone. So then he goes, yo, thanks, man. So then they start you know, calling me a fucking N-word lover and all this kind of shit. I'm like, we're playing a video game. What the fuck is going on here? You know, it's craziness. It's true. I got def to defend black people on online, like but, on a video game. That's crazy. But at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like just the, the, the reaction of fucking young liberals to like, they like, I'm going to go and block all of that. I'm going to go and police all of that. It's like, no, dude, you can't. You can teach your fucking kids to not be that way. That is your responsibility to the world. Your responsibility to the world is not to go and police what other people are saying and doing. You know what I'm saying? And that's that. And if you're in a situation where you fucking watch it happen, more fucking power to you. You know what I'm saying? But for, for I, it's, so I watched, uh, and I don't want to say the comic's name, but I watched a comic who's like a super uh, liberal fucking um, political comic, and he was at a rally, and he was talking to... Uh, basically a bunch of young white college kids. It was 100% young white college kids, liberals. And he was doing these, they weren't even jokes, they were like rants. And he was talking about, in the rant, he was just talking about white privilege and, and what, you know the, the advantages that white people have and black people that are at such a disadvantage. And I'm watching these white people kind of cheering for this. And I'm like, you don't think that this seems fucking racist? Yeah. You don't think that you, I mean, you literally, if I was a black person watching this, I'd be like, Guys, I fucking got this. I don't need a bunch of fucking snobby, nerdy fucking white kids to speak on my behalf. Mm -hmm. I've yelled know? about white privilege on here a fucking whole bunch of times, dude. A whole, <laughs> a whole bunch of times. It's a, it's a weird thing to. I always just feel. Can we say soft ass dudes? It's a bunch of soft ass dudes. Sads. <laughs> a couple of sads. Sads. Um, sitting around and just being like, uh, in my eyes, anytime somebody says I have white male privilege, it's, uh, it's always coming from somebody who, who has always had way more than me. Both parents, right. couple level house, and they're looking at me like, yo, dude, we're both in this together. I'm like, dude, I don't know your fucking life. You know what I mean? I'm not in it. So if I want to say a movie wasn't good, I'm not going slavery. Bring it back. That's not what the fuck I said. I'm saying a movie about slaves was not that great. That's just, all, you know what I mean? Dude, I just like on a philosophical level, I just don't believe in um, in just playing up my disadvantages to get ahead or for people to feel bad for me or me to have the the score settled or even. I, you know, I, I'm a Hispanic man who grew up without a father. I'm at a disadvantage to a lot of people. 
You know, that's the truth. Now, if I focus on that, and this maybe this is the salesman in me, yeah. but if I focus on that, I'm not going to fucking get anywhere in life. Dude, you know how many times I've thought in terms of like um, just being just being a person without a dad. You know, we're bo- you and me both. We're supposed to be in jail. Yeah. If you look at statistics, yeah. The the idea that we're even sitting here looking at each other. I mean, you look like a guy who's been to jail. I look like a guy who's avoided <laughs> in my whole life. But it, it, it that always kind of freaked me out in terms of like, fuck, I'm already supposed to be. I'm already at crazy disadvantage. But if yeah, if you don't look at it, you just look at what the things you can focus on and do there's no reason to just sit around and go yo fuck it i'm i'm, I'm fucked i'm gonna just start stabbing people well and, that, and that's the thing when i and this is why I, my, me and my chick because my chick is such a bleeding heart liberal but we argue about stuff like this all the time it's like yes no i know that women have been at a disadvantage in a lot of ways i know that men at a, that um uh hispanic and black men and jewish people have been at a disadvantage in a lot of ways but it's like that's not my philosophy in life i'm not going to change my philosophy and i'm going to hold everyone to the same standard that i hold myself okay i have a tattoo on my arm it's of a, a two and seven offsuit and the the tattoo what it means is um if you if you play poker at all it's the lowest it's the lowest hand you can get in poker yep and it's not a negative thing at all yep um it, it just comes from the concept that you could still win mm-hmm. with whatever hand you're dealt you mm-hmm. know? Like and i'm that. not saying that i'm dealt the lowest hand i'm saying that you know there are people that have been dealt a worse hand than me sure but, uh, the idea is play your cards yeah it doesn't fucking you you can't focus on the negative cards you know what i'm saying and i think if i'm gonna hold myself to that standard no, I can't fucking listen to people bitch and moan and 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 complain about the disadvantages that they they have. Fucking do something about it. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself to the fucking next level and be proud of yourself that you can overcome the disadvantages that you have. I love it, man. Awesome. I love that the fucking tattoo. I think that's Thanks, great. I do too. Um, and uh, yeah, that was great, man. We got to go, but yeah, man. Thank you, thank you very much for coming in, dude. What's the uh, what's the plugs? Real ass podcast, guys. Check it out. This week we got Daniel Torado on. Um, it's just it's just, dude. It's honestly it's it's similar to to this, man. It's just comics talking real shit, man. Yeah. It's uh, if you like what I talk, uh, if you like the the shit that I talk, check that out. Check out Legion of Skanks. Check out YKWD. Check out Hammer Fisting. Uh, if you're a big MMA fan. Well, and uh, follow me on Twitter. We're big fans of you, Lewis. We're happy you come in, man. We, Dude, always, thanks, we man. love all the shit you're doing. What, John, uh, what really happy to have you here. And John, what do you got? Uh, yeah, just check out StandUpNYLabs.com. Check out all of our shows. Check out Real Ass Podcast, Race Wars. We had a great episode of Race Wars yesterday with uh, Will Vance. It was really funny. And uh, check out The Weed News on uh, YouTube with Mike Cannon. And we got a, we got some other new shit coming out soon, so we'll keep you posted. And uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Uh, comment. Um, you know, send in some thoughts, tweet uh, at Nathan McIntosh and my website, NathanMcIntosh.com. Check it all out. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, talk to you next week.